Welcome to the It's Her Business podcast, where we help you scale your business to six, multi, six, seven, and eight figures. My name is Eva Palekova. I am your host, and let's get started. Welcome, everybody. I am here with another episode of the Serve Method podcast, which we recently renamed. As you guys noticed, I am here with Lynn Whitbeck. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about the seven deadly you guys can hear the birds and the monkeys maybe um the seven deadly sins that you're committing in sales and you know i really wanted to have lynn on here because sales is such a huge topic we see people struggling with this so much you love what you do and when it comes to sales and marketing it's a struggle so i got quite the expert for you on here so lynn is just absolutely incredible. She helps the world by providing sales and leadership programs to achieve more faster. She is known as the catalyst for businesses to turn their sales in terms of revenue uh, into revenue generating champions. Okay, I'm really, really excited to have her here. Lynn, welcome. Well, Ava, it's so glad to be here. I'm, I'm really thrilled to talk about the seven deadly sins in sales. It's, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Mm, yes, I'm so, so excited to hear about this. And also, I know you have book in the works on the seven deadly sins. Tell us about it. When is it coming out? Yeah, well, this is my second book. And, um, I, you know, it's gonna, I'm telling you, I, I'm not quite sure when it's gonna come out. It's a work in progress. <laughs> And uh, uh, if I uh, have a slowdown period with my business, maybe I can get some more work done on it. Um, but uh, I, I, on the other hand, you know, I, I love helping people. I mean, that's my core value is to be of service. And that's why sales is such a big fit mm -hmm. and good fit for me is it's, mm. it's relationships and hey. um, helping others. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for saying that. I always say this, you know, it's, it's relationships first, it's relationship building, but I want to know, how did you come up with the seven deadly sins? How did this all started? Well, it really came out of my sales training program and our sales strategy development program, because, you know, having these different conversations and, you know, I was actually looking at creating, you know, for any entrepreneur, you're creating a new lead magnet, right? And so my business has been almost exclusively generated through warm referrals, you know, for so many years, uh, decades really. But one of the great things was that I was like, well, I want to, you know, create a lead magnet. And I was messing around with some things. And I love that, that spin, you know, on the seven deadly sins of sales. Because, and, and it was really easy to come up with seven. The hard part was figuring out how to put them in order. Like what's number one, number two. You know, and it was a real struggle to do that because uh, the first two, uh, one and two, it was like, well, what comes first? Sort of like the chicken and the egg piece. And uh, I finally decided, well, follow up is number one. That's the most deadly sin. And it's really because of the stats. Mm -hmm. It's just staggering how many people don't follow up even once mm -hmm. or they make some really meager attempt mm -hmm. to follow up. And the other thing is that people, uh, and they follow up a second time. It's like something like 98% of salespeople don't follow up after the second attempt. And in certainly in my world of B2B sales, um, that isn't going to cut you nothing. You know, there are, you know, relationship sales are not one call closers. We are in it 
to build rapport, to make that connection, to build the relationship, the mm -hmm. no like, and trust so that mm -hmm. we can get to the decision and sell those mm -hmm. big ticket items, multi-million dollar deals. It's people working with people. Mm -hmm. And so follow-up really became, that's how I ended up making that the number one of the deadly sins. And there's so many aspects around follow-up. Um, why? Um, I'm so curious. Why do you think that is? Like, I know I have my opinions on this, but why are people so scared or so resistant to follow up? Well, rejection, A, people don't want to get the no. Yeah. Um, I think another big thing is they don't have the tools um, and the training so that they can they confidently like, yeah. follow up. And yeah. so a lot of times with follow-up, there's a lot that goes into it. One, you really need to have a follow-up strategy. And this really mm -hmm. is part of mapping your whole customer journey. But follow-up mm -hmm. is such a key piece. Uh, the cadence of it, uh, the methods that you're going to use, the content, um, the uh, templates for the messaging. So if you're either emailing them, you're making a phone call, if you're yes. um, sending a LinkedIn message, um, how you're doing that. Um, I, in my follow-up cadence, I use snail mail. <laughs> I have, I mean, I have like a 13 step cadence that I use and that's, I like the baker's dozen. Um, even our training uh -huh. sessions are the uh -huh. baker's dozen. Uh -huh. And I really like that um, because granted, a lot of people are going to click at one of those stages, um, but I've got 13 in case it takes me to 13. And at 13, mm -hmm. then they go into a new channel. And mm -hmm. that's the other thing is when you are following up and even when you're meeting with clients in the first time, there are different channels. So for us, there's channels where it's going to be a relationship only. There's channels where they may become a potential referral. There's channel where they may become a client, but the timing is off, you know, and mm -hmm. timing is everything in life and in work. And then we have the, the channel where, you know, they're interested. They, they need ours. And that's number two, really. If we talk about the seven deadly sins, I'm going to sort of take a break here because that's customer why. And when you start in sales, and that really drives also your follow-up because their customers, their why changes throughout their journey uh, in the process and that relationship building and mm. making the decision. And then as you're nurturing them and they become a champion. Uh, so here's the thing. What do they want, need, or lack? And how does your product or service benefit them so they can? Mm. Because sales is really, it is all about providing this incredible service a product or service that that is going to change their world for the better. And it could be something as simple as taking something off their plate that they don't even have to think about again. It's just there. And they know with confidence that it's going to be handled correctly on time. And, and it's just, um, just, and it's just, you know, there, it's just, brilliant and they don't have to think about it again right that is something precious that you can give to a client mm -hmm. but there's so many different levels of whatever your product or service is and what it provides them so i mean i'm going sort of like at that base note so anyway so that's number two so the customer why but that's also entwined in this follow-up uh so that you think that's about what i was gonna say that, that's exactly it because like 
I, I love this because people don't follow up because they're scared. This person like said, no, and no, we don't want to bother them. We feel like, uh, you know, they already said, no, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, whatever. And then if we have a follow up, then it's like, okay, let's talk about like my offering again, instead of like, okay, take a step back, re-enroll. What does the customer need? Why? All that stuff. So I love, love, love this so much. Yeah. It, it, everything should be focused on them. It's not about mm -hmm. you. It's about them. Yes. And you're providing ways that they can make their life a little bit better. Um, yes. And some piece of easily digestible content. And mm -hmm. it's building that, once again, it's building that relationship. And the same thing, even if you're, you, please, people still use the phone to follow up. But when you do, please, please, please do not go, oh, hi, this is Lynn. I'm just checking in. I wanted to follow up and see if you're looking, you can, you're ready to schedule that second meeting. OMG, this is so lame, so bad. So do not ever do this. Okay. <laughs> okay. So instead, it's like, Ava, I am just so excited. We were just had this amazing shout out from Podmatch about our, our, how to be a guest podcaster and really grow your business. This it's a free masterclass. I am just super excited and I'm going to share the link with you. I'm going to get that email out to you. Oh my gosh, this is going to really help you in your business to get the word out. And mm. it's so easy to do this. Mm. Oh, oh. And uh, by the way, this is Lynn. Lynn from Future Forward Sales. Mm. You can reach me at 206, you know, mm -hmm. and then you, you slow down. Okay, so I want mm. you to be passionate and give them value right up front. What is mm -hmm. the value you're giving them? Why are you giving it to them? Why is it going to help them? And I just did that all on the fly, guys. So I didn't have that practice. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, we talk a lot about like DM nurturing. And I was literally just like sitting with my team this is such a timely conversation. And I'm like, okay, you guys need to nurture your people. I'm like, okay, I'll send them a, I'll send them a podcast episode. And what you just did there, I think that can be applied, not just on phone sales, but in voice text and DMs yes. and whatever. And just like, this is why people should have podcasts because then you can use it to nurture. So just really, really yeah. loving this. Sorry, I'm yeah. interacting. I'm like, I have my yeah. own ideas on this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's just yeah. one, two, three, bing, bang, boom. Mm -hmm. And then you slow down this is Lynn, if you're on the phone, you know, mm -hmm. and then you slow down because well, the worst thing is if you suddenly race through your name and your phone number and your email and somebody has to listen to it nine times. And by then they just said, forget it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, you want to be passionate and excited. Um, do people hear that in your voice? They, they can hear you smiling because it pulls your vocal cords differently. Um, you can have templates, but once again, don't read from a script. You've got to know this stuff and it, be authentic, be off the cuff and yes. then slow down. So if it's phone, then slow down with the vital info. Okay. So that way it's easy for them mm. and, uh, don't make it long. It's gotta be quick and snappy. So they're busy. They're busy people <laughs> and you got to get, get, let them get to it. Mm -hmm. I'm taking a lot of notes while I'm listening to you. <laughs> this is, this is so, so, so good. Yeah. I, I just think that there's so many reasons, the psychology of sales, um, that people struggle with follow-up and, um, and it, you know, you, you touched on a lot of those, uh, but what we do is you're actually adding to your own self-limiting beliefs. And if you don't believe in the product or service, 
that you sell, well, hey, that's just, you got to find something else to be selling. Because if you don't passionately <laughs> yeah. believe in it, then this yeah. isn't any good because you're not really serving the customer then. Okay. Mm. But if you passionately believe in what you're doing and that you also make sure that there's a fit, that it's, you know, like I said, timing is everything. Sometimes an organization or a company or an individual isn't ready, um, but they will be ready in six months to a year. Um, or they don't, uh, maybe they approach things in a very different way. You know, so mm -hmm. I have um, in my career, I've run across clients who really were one call closers. They expected their team to close a sale in one call. Yeah. That's not a, I, I don't do that. It's all about relationships first. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's not a fit for me. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned how to make sure that I'm asking the right questions in the initial meeting so I'm it, laughing because of a team member who is literally like an eight month closer. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and B2B sales, that's really, that's a, actually sometimes a really great timeline because uh, mm -hmm. sometimes it can take three years to sell a multi-million dollar deal, right? For sure. So, uh, but using all of these different tools and you're, when you're doing this, you can actually shorten your sales cycle because you're doing it smarter mm -hmm. and you've, and you've invested in the templates and the plan, the cadence to processes. So then everything flows and everyone on the team knows what the, knows what that flow is. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing about entrepreneurial organizations. Um, certainly when I started in sales, even when I was in, you know, literally multi-million dollar corporate sales, we were all little mini entrepreneurs doing our own thing and very little wisdom or methodology or tactics or strategy was shared. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a crime. <laughs> okay. From a business owner perspective, uh, where, I mean, that, that is not on my seven deadly sins of sales, but it should be because from a business owner perspective, you want repeatable processes and things that everyone can understand and tap into so that they can work smarter and more effectively. And it saves you time and money and you make sure that you're on point on message on brand and really answering that customer. Why? Mm, I love that. <laughs> love, love, loving all that. I hope you guys are taking notes, listening to this and is it, they're asking yourself, you know, look at your past as you're listening to this, look at your past consults that you've had and take an honest look about how many times did you follow up after that sales call or after that console with each one of those people. And I think you're going to find a few dozen of thousands right there, right? It's literally like the biggest missed opportunity. Yeah. And when you are selling a relationship business, relationship mm -hmm. first, throwing somebody into a drip campaign, ah, that's just a waste of automation because People know they've been thrown into a drip campaign. It's mm -hmm. not personal. Mm -hmm. It's not authentic. Mm -hmm. It's not speaking to them mm -hmm. and you get turned off, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that is one reason why you can get ghosted. Um, if that's your whole strategy. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but there's so many ways that you can make it genuine, make it authentic, make it personal without, you know, either having a teams of hundreds or mm -hmm. <laughs> spending 
away loads of money. There's a lot of great tools. It's a matter of mixing that automation with templates and your plan and your processes so that you can be really um, on point. Mm -hmm. I love that. The automation. I speak about that quite a bit too. And I think when people really hear from you, when you serve, like when you give, they want to give back to you. Yeah. And just the by the virtue of you being there and you serving them and you continuing to nurture and continuing to educate and share your content and this like when they're ready, they will come to you because you kept up with them. But yes, like you said, you have to have system for it. So are we missing any deadly sins? I think we still are. <laughs> oh, well, I really only talked about uh, two deadly sins uh, was the follow-up and customer why. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are other uh, deadly sins. So one is really not understanding your customer journey or their customer experience. Mm. Uh, that's critical. Not understanding your ICA, your ideal customer avatar. And that includes the five questions that they must answer yes to, to be a good fit. Mm. Right. And which is unique for every single business and every entrepreneur. Uh, let's see. Uh, presentations. Oh, deadly sin, deadly sin. So this is really more uh, um, if you're doing presentations in some kind of a B2B uh, environment, uh, so many presentations lead with, it's all about our organization and who we work with and what we do. Yeah. Ah, stop right there. It's all about them. Mm -hmm. It's all about them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's, you know, I have a pattern, which is uh, to be prepared, you know, be brief, be passionate and be gone. <laughs> all right. So you want to really pack in uh, and, uh, that presentation. So let's see where are we at now. I'm not sure I have to count. Uh, another uh, big piece is actually planning all of your outreach. Uh, and this means once again, you're planning around the customer. Why you're creating that content around it. Um, and you're creating the communications and the language. And I want you to know, do not be afraid to put your personality in there. And things that I like for me, I've always loved to cook. And one of the things that I do with my clients and prospects every, every on a regular basis, is I'll share a family recipe or a share a recipe. I've been working on um, refining for the last three months. And what's funny is that I get more responses on some of these things, or yeah. I share some kind of funny family story um, because it's like sharing of myself. Mm -hmm. And people can really connect to that. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, so that's all a package there. Of course, another big piece is negotiation. And there are a lot of pieces about negotiation where people either A, undervalue their work, leave too much money on the table, and they don't have transparency. So, and the first thing about that is understanding what your deal points are and what what you can be flexible about and what you can't be flexible about. And then providing that in transparency. And certainly with businesses that have multiple salespeople, that needs, everyone needs to be on the same page, you know, so everyone has the same uh, deal points that they're working from. And this also provides with clients because you know what, if you give one client some kind of super hot deal and they're talking to another client at an event and they discover that they're paying twice as much as this client who got a super hot deal. 
I can guarantee you that you are going to have one very unhappy client and then you're going to have to um, go through the client customer recovery process and you don't need to do that. That's another piece is planning your customer recovery. Things always go wrong at mm -hmm. some stage in the relationship. There are things that we can plan for that we know are likely or as much as we do our best work of processes that they can happen. So I started my career in selling custom printing and no matter how hard we tried, sometimes something went wrong. I mean, a product would brick, it would, there's a whole bunch of different terms and the quality wasn't, wasn't there. And there were even times where we didn't catch it in quality control because it was somewhere within the job and the client opened up some box in the middle and found it, right? And so you had to recover from that. But obviously you put everything in place to try to not have that happen. But when it does, you need to have a process in place or how are we gonna fix this? And how are we gonna fix it right away? Um, how are we gonna express our concern for the client? How are we going to perform the emotional repair? Because we've broken their trust. Mm. And emotional repair is the number one thing uh, to recover from a misstep. And so many people miss that because we're dealing with another human being. We need to know how they felt, what it, what this, you know, and, and if they can't process it, it's going to plant a bitter seed in our relationship. Okay, so, so there's another one. And then there's closing. There's so many different ways to close a, a sale. And you should be asking different closing questions all the way through the, you can either be checking the temperature, Sometimes it's actually right and you're just afraid to close or if you don't ask, you don't get, right? So yes. Those. And I, you know, really, I'm not even sure what number I'm up to, but <laughs> I know it's on my list of the seven deadly sins and that is not nurturing those customers once mm -hmm. you have them as customers. Because mm -hmm. every customer can, there's more business to be had with that customer. There are warm referrals to be had with that customer. They can become your champions. And certainly when you're working in a B2B environment, you also want to make sure that your retention, client retention. And so my, I advise creating quarterly business reviews and they don't necessarily have to be quarterly. I have to tell you, I pretty much did them every six months. And the first 15 minutes was about what we've accomplished or where we've been, you know, the next 15 minutes is about where we are, what we're working on together. And the rest of the whole 30 minutes was about what's going on for them. Mm -hmm. What are their new initiatives? What are their new goals? What are they mm -hmm. working on? Because then I could get in on the ground floor and creating a pilot program. Mm -hmm. So, and I was in the know and that, you know, that was golden. That and it, it, I became part of the solution. I was a partner, a true partner, helping them brainstorm ideas. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. You know, back to the last two points, you know, the nurturing customers. It's so funny because I'm literally going through our client list in my tier one program, literally reaching out over voice text to every single one of them because we're transitioning into a new version of the program. Hey, what are the top two or three pain points for you? Right. And I haven't done it in a while, but it's like brilliant because now I'm creating content for them and what they need. Right. And when clients come to me, my my pro, my people are not showing up to the program. OK, well, ask them what they need. What are the trainings that they need? What's going to make a difference for them? So I just love, love, love this. And the transparency. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. And yes. 
right? I think people are just like, when they lose trust with you, right? And when they know that you sometimes discount things, sometimes you don't, and it's like, it just becomes a mess. And I'm like, okay, just your price never goes down. It only goes up. And we have stuck to it. You never discount it. Not once did we discount our program, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying we'll never offer a downsell. Maybe we will at some point, um, you know, and that's something for consideration. But, you know, I, every single time we did a launch, we raised the price and people always expected us to like, oh, never mind. It's like minus any 80% in the last two hours. There's something silly like that. I'm like, no, we don't do that, right? Yeah. The doors close, the price goes up and we stick to that. And then people come in two days later and they're like, but, 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 but can I keep the previous price? No, we told you <laughs> this was going to happen, right? So yeah, no tricks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Both internally and externally. Uh, it's like, because I mean, if you're trying to hide something, then right yeah. there, something's wrong. So you mm -hmm. need to sort of mm -hmm. recheck your professional ethics. Okay. Yes. yes and yes. so, uh, and there are ways that you can modify deal points. Certainly if you're doing a program, you can offer payment plan. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of different ways that um, like one of the things that we do is we will offer um, besides like a three, uh, payment plan. We also offer uh, that people can pay through Square. And as you know, Square will let you make your own installment plan. You know, you can oh, do it right I in didn't Square. Know that. It takes you, yeah, it takes 60 seconds. So if a oh, customer wants to pay on an ins a payment an installment plan that's more than three payments, um, then they can go to Square. They pay for the whole program up front for us. <laughs> oh. uh, they can say, I want to pay this once a month for 12 months. Because oh, we so don't, Square we don't gives you like the whole money, but but it's like um, they get a loan from Square and they just kind of figure that part yeah. out. Yeah, and it literally takes sixty seconds. What? Yeah. Okay, you just blew my mind, and I want to do that in the next launch because I love yeah. paid impulse because then I have to worry about billing and all that stuff. It's like yeah, ah. yeah. Square is. Um, I mean, I use um, you know all the usual Square, PayPal, Stripe. Um, a lot of my clients, you know, will pay through Zelle or ACH transfer. I still get some snail mail checks, <laughs> yeah. but, um, I, but I square is an option that I can provide where they can choose their payment plan because mm. I, I, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't finance, you know, their money. So, uh, only for my corporate B2B clients who write me a PO and then we, we, um, charge it out. Uh, and that's part of the contract. That would be the exception. So um, that we that's, do. And that's it, really that's, cool. Yeah. But that, that is based on, um, the, you know, that, you know, as an organization, they've done, I would do credit check, all those types of things. And it, it's a, just a different thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really, really awesome. So I'm, I'm super curious, you know, I don't want to keep you here for, <laughs> I could talk to you forever. This is so, so, so good. How do people connect with you, find you? What's like the best way? What's the, what's the thing you want them to go and check out? Well, if they're looking for that free masterclass, they can go to future forward sales backslash grow. And there's a free masterclass that goes through how to leverage guest podcasting to grow your business. So mm. that's one thing you can do. And on the site, of course, you can, you can actually book a quick strike call with me, a complimentary quick strike and just tell me what your problem is. And I will help you right then and there uh, if mm. I can. Uh, and of course you can find me on LinkedIn. There's only one Lynn Whitbeck. Woohoo! <laughs> 
Awesome. And, uh, so you can find me there. Awesome. 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 Really, really excited to check out your masterclass. So future forward sales forward slash grow. We're going to put it in the podcast notes in the show notes below for you guys. So go check that out. Lynn, it's such a pleasure having you. I learned so much. I have like, you guys can't see this, but I have like two pages of notes from this. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so cool. We need to bring things back to nurturing and follow up. So I think there's a lot more to learn from Lynn. I am so, so, so thankful for you being here and sharing with everybody. So I hope to have you back at some point again. Such a pleasure. And it was so great to be here, Ava. I really appreciate it. And you bring up a really good point. We should always be going back through sales. I've had people who've been experienced long-term salespeople come through the program and I, I forgot about doing this. I haven't ever thought about doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just ignites your team. It ignites your energy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hang on one second before you leave. I want you to go ahead and register for the next virtual retreat where we're going to teach you the three steps that we took to get our business to six multi six and seven figures, which are number one, creating a hybrid program. Number two, uh, filling it with free seven day virtual retreats and number three scaling with a profitable team. So I'm going to pop the link below so that you can go ahead and register.